Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sustonica, the first sustainability certification for vacation rentals that audits homes on their environmentally friendly setup, installs smart measuring tools for water, gas and electricity, and offers an iPad for guests to see their real-time consumption levels. Learn more at sustonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Path Podcast. While we talk about greening our properties, changing the light bulbs, switching to greener energy and the like, we need to realise that it's not the building that is consuming the energy or using the water, it's us and our guests. Are you aware of how much energy you consume? Are you aware of how much water you use? What if you could know and what if your guests could know too? Add a sprinkle of gamification and you have the Green Butler. Today, I'm chatting with Christopher, who will explain how the Green Butler works. Hello, Christopher. How are you? Very well. How are you going? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Christopher, we don't know anything about you. Can you please tell me, when did your Green Path journey start? How long ago and how did you get involved with sustainability? I've been doing carbon audits for small businesses and large businesses since 2006. I started something called the Green Kangaroo, which was the first carbon auditing service uh, for tourism and tourism destinations, and really progressed from that. Mm-hmm. So that's my my background is that. I've been a hospitality provider for over 20 years, a small tourist accommodation business called Crystal Creek Meadows, which is in Kangaroo Valley. Mm-hmm. I sold that in November to uh, invest in expand my green butler. Mm-hmm. So wh- while you were in hospitality, you you thought about auditing your carbon, your, your emissions, things like that. Is that what how you got going? Yes, so I got going uh, because I learned about climate change and understood we needed to be to become carbon neutral. Um, and so I introduced this program called the Green Kangaroo, uh, which was an auditing process. And then after that, uh, we were able to plant trees and offset. And I went uh, running around the community. I got a lot of businesses signed up. And then some very wise people who were very pleasant to me looked at me and said, it's a bit more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, is it? And I realized that um, simply doing an audit and planting trees wasn't sufficient. In fact, planting trees of offsetting is something that we do not support at all now. Planting trees for the sake of regenerating nature is good, but offsetting is is a highly um, unreliable and possibly dubious process, uh, which I can discuss further later. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's the really the transition I took from that. Mm-hmm. So the green kangaroo evolved into the green butler, and I just want to I just want to explain. Those of you that know me know that I have the Green Path podcast, but I also have a podcast called Texplained. And Texplained is where I interview service and software providers 
And given the green butler is actually a service or a software, actually, this is going to become a text-plained. So this is going to be very, very interesting. This is the first green text-plained that I would have done. So can you please explain what is the green butler? Okay. So my green butler is a software solution that reports in real time with eco feedback on the consumption of the managers, the staff and the guests at tourist accommodation. And it provides targets, encouraging messages and stimulates continuous progress so that people reduce that consumption and it can contribute to rewards uh, getting carbon neutral. Okay, it sounds really great, but as a property manager, I'm already going, how are you going to measure my electricity? How are you going to measure my water? How does that aspect work? How does that, that first step of measuring, how does that work? Well, it's 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 really simple. It's already monitored. It's just that it's monitored in an old-fashioned way, which is that it goes to your supplier and they tell you um, every month how much you've used. There are some systems that provide it more frequently. So it's just a, a metering system. We just use meters that report every 15 minutes so that you see how much water, how much hot water, um, electricity, gas, fuel that you use. We also re record all the, your laundry, that's the towels and the linen, and your waste. Um, and those are either entered manually or through automation. Mm -hmm. So it, it's just using existing, it, there's no mystery, it's just using existing technology. What makes us special is the fact that we can do it across multiple different types of resources um, at a very high frequency um, in all types of buildings. So I don't have to really do anything to get going with my green butler. You, you just need to install those meters, uh, right. which are everyday items that we recommend and supply. Um, and then that goes to our cloud server. And then we collect that data and then we, we communicate it back. Mm -hmm. But um, see, metering metering is also extremely boring. Um, just showing in numbers. I mean, mm -hmm. nobody's really going to be motivated by that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we go beyond just report, reporting the consumption. You know, there's people around the world, there's lots of governments who've been spending billions on installing smart meters and people have tried to adjust their behaviors, but it's pretty tricky. Mm. There are monitors that you could have bought some years ago that would show you how much electricity you're using and have a little display somewhere in your home and say how much it would be costing. But you can't live your life constantly looking at a little digital dis display. Mm. And even if you did, you know, how do you reduce it? You needed to boil that egg um, and so forth. So it's, it's data is, uh, meters and data are, are just, uh, meters are not hard, to, or what, you shouldn't worry about putting meters in, but the data they produce is not very exciting or motivating until you process it in a way that people go, aha, uh, now I understand what to do. And that's so it's, a, yeah, I mean, it's just the same as when I was doing the auditing so I'm really sharing with you, you know, my little life path on this. When I did audits for people and I show them this is their carbon footprint and show them the previous year and it's gone down a bit or whatever. They say, so what are we going to do now? And they would just provide me their monthly electricity bills and so forth. You know, and you can show you can do a nice bar graph or something like that. But, you know, there's a lot of seconds in a month. And, and during those seconds, lots of things can change. And really, people don't grasp, uh, and I, you know, I include myself at that time, uh, that there's just monitoring things isn't going to change anything. And that's what people don't grasp.
don't don't understand that mm-hmm. that smart meters alone are not enough. We have to change our social practices, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a bigger challenge. And that's what we focus on. Mm-hmm. So, so in on your website, it says something about pinpointing the savings and the waste. So this is mm. this is how you're processing the data, and you're telling me when I'm wasting and at what point I can save. Yeah. So there's there's several ways we do that, both by uh, presenting reports that identify those issues. We have we have uh, tools that will highlight when you're um, consuming at a higher rate as a business than you should be for the average at that time, and then indicating what actions you should take to minimize that. Mm. So that's quite a unique product. Um, but we also provide people guidance because we show them a target saving figure, and we show them the best performer in that accommodation in that month. Um, so in, in other words, the same season, uh, and therefore people can sort of see, ah, well, they the target's this much, I'm using that much, and somebody else is using a lot. Of, how did they do that? Ah, here are these advisory recommendations. And our advisory advi- uh, information is generated on a, a range of um, algorithms that um, consider behaviors or consumption and conditions. Uh, and so they've been proven to be successful. Which is what I base my PhD on. Right. So this this is the gamification aspect is where you've seen the best result from someone else, and now everyone's trying to beat that. Well, maybe not beat it, yeah. but this is match that best result. Uh, so so that would be the game. Gamification is part of what we do. Um, the algorithms that we've written uh, are based on my exper- real world experience, and then built algorithms on that are an additional factor. So what advice you give people has Mm. to be relevant to their circumstances Mm. Uh, and it has to be interesting for them. It's because you don't want your guests to receive information that they feel is punitive, that that you're spying on them, that you're, you're, you know, saying you should be using less. That's not a way of persuading somebody Mm. Um, and it's it's not helpful. So we, we, we package that up in a different way and a butler communicates with you, your personal butler, which is why it's called My Green Butler, mm-hmm. communicates with you advice that you would expect a good butler to do. And you can choose from five different butlers. So mm-hmm. you can, if you don't want you don't want a bit of a you know stodgy grey hair English butler, I don't know if you thought of that idea, um, <laughs> compared to uh, a young female butler or uh, a young butler from you know maybe uh, African-American butler, uh, and so forth. We've had a whole variety of different types of butlers, male, female, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, then you pick somebody that you would like to hire as your butler that you enjoy to to hear that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would pick the old-fashioned English butler, but that's probably personal reasons. But other yeah. people would pick somebody else, and yeah. they would be, you know, engaging and advisory. So, for example, let's just pretend that um, uh, we're staying in this wonderful tourist accommodation business. And it has its real own butler. Wow, that would be pretty nice. You, you don't want the butler to turn up all the time and tell you off for using resources. Mm. But they might want to go, <clears throat> Madam, um, your hot water, you've got enough hot water in the bath now. Just, I'll just add a bit more cold so you're not using too much. And then you go, oh, thanks for looking after the bath. Or, um, <clears throat> sir, um, I have to tell you that it's going to be raining today. Here's an umbrella. Uh, and by the way, I really wouldn't do that country walk. It'll get very muddy why don't you go down to the local museum and there's some really great things to see there. 
now we're turning things from being a rather um so we say punitive uh you know like little labels telling you to do not to turn things on and off to actually having somebody courteous that's assisting you i do want to stress at this point that i didn't grow up with a butler yeah. um, but i i did grow up i did grow up with my family loving pg woodhouse and their various butlers in his stories so i assume that it's something to aspire to mm-hmm. um and when we came up with the name um i thought oh dear because i thought everybody would think it's a terribly snobby thing mm. and that nobody would want it and all the young people wouldn't want it to my joy, after doing quite a lot of research on it, I found out the people that liked it most were the young people because they'd all watched Batman movies and Batman oh, has a butler. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, butlers have been reborn. And if you yeah. think about it, uh, it's a bit like with these James Bond movies. Um, they often reinvent concepts. And yeah. if you imagine that James Bond had a butler, it would be a female butler who'd be much smarter than him, no yeah. karate, etc. <laughs> Now, I think it's a great idea. And I think so because I was a bit confused about the it communicates, the, the communications uh, aspect of it. I was thinking, is this live communication? Uh, uh, what are you communicating exactly? So these butlers are actually, do they, so this is through the algorithm. So if the hot water is running for too long, they'll click and they'll pick that up and then send a message. Is that how that It could be. It work? could be. Well, I mean, it's not exactly that, but that would be an example of it. Mm. Um, it would be, it, it's more to do with uh, conditions inside, like you're, you're asked, are you feeling comfortable? Right? You might say, well, actually, I'm feeling a bit too hot. And the butler would advise you on actions to take to be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So from a, from a tourist accommodation point of view, we've got to remember that the visitor doesn't know anything about our accommodation. Right? They've arrived... So let's just let's pick a let's pick a destination, a fun destination. So you you choose choose a place in the world that you like. Oh my God, uh, uh, Provence. <laughs> Provence. Okay, excellent. Right, and I've just I'm I'm coming from Stockholm. Yeah. Okay, and let's imagine it's July. So the temperature in Stockholm and the whole conditions. In fact, let's say June because I've come out of a long winter and all of that, and so I'm still a bit cool. Yeah. And I go to Provence in June, and it's it's average temperatures 28 degrees for example where stockholms are barely reaching 20 yeah. then and i arrive and obviously it's uh, I, I, i'm assuming that that your lovely villa is maybe 300 years old whereas my apartment in stockholm is three years old mm. and i've got various underfloor heating and great technologies which you from provence wouldn't have a clue about how to manage my stockholm apartment but you've got to remember i don't know how to manage your villa in Provence, right? Mm, mm. Um, and if I was 30 years old, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to pick on 30, and a younger age than myself, because mm. I'm slightly over 30, right? <laughs> and it has, this this accommodation has sash windows, then I don't realise that I should drop the top one and raise the bottom one, so you have airflow going in and out, because I've not grown up with windows like that. I didn't uh, even and know so, that. Oh, okay. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. So, uh, so, so therefore, I'm not, I'm not able to ventilate the place. Um, I don't realise nothing against France, but I don't realise that the water pressure is not so good. So I have to wait a long time for my bath, or the water pressure is going to be whatever it might be in the shower, because you've created a lovely bathroom that's reflecting the heritage of your building, but it's not going to have a powerful, you know, New York City stock market 
shower, it's mm. going to have a French water system that has got character. Mm. So you need to prepare me. I'm not going to write a complaint. Oh, the hot, the water was terrible, blah, blah. Mm. Because the butlers talked to me and pre-prepared me, I understand that I'm coming to this charming place and that I should, I, I don't need to bring a jumper because I'm coming from Stockholm and it's actually going to be warmer than I thought. And I'm going to be told what to wear. But if we reverse it and you're coming to my apartment in Stockholm, I'm going to say to you, it might be June, but don't think Provence, right? Bring a jumper. Mm -hmm. So these basic things are completely absent from tourism. Yeah. Right? This just doesn't exist until Library Butler. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a fundamental reason for that, is that, and I don't mean to be discourteous to anybody, but we are losing the concept of hospitality. So many small accommodation providers, medium-sized accommodation providers do a superb job. They offer a little book. You can write comments in. They add personal touches, give a bottle of wine. It's fantastic, and it's unique experiences. And we, but we need to extend that to understand that the visitor doesn't comprehend or isn't familiar with certain things. I don't know that when the sun goes down in Provence in June, actually the evenings could be quite cool. I've just assumed because it's warm all the day that the nights will be really warm as well but i didn't bring my pajamas right mm -hmm. uh, so so i mean that's just not saying you have to do that but yeah. those sorts of things um, i don't know what day the markets are on or off i know that the good accommodation provider would write a little list markets are on friday yeah. but you know that list is there at, back at the, the and i need something with me on my phone now as we're driving about and thinking, oh, let's go back and pop into the markets. Mm -hmm. Whereas My Green Butler updates you all the time on these things. Right. So, so that's my, it. So My Green Butler is actually an app as well, or a web app. It's a web app. Right. So it's a web app so that you take it around with you. You can have a tablet version in your room. Yes. If you've got a small hotel or a hotel or whatever, you can have an in-room TV channel. It's on your, on your phone. But if you are present as a member of staff, we also provide the training of how to communicate sustainability to guests so that they see it as a joyous and enriching experience and not a punitive yeah. uh, experience that will detract from their stay. It's actually the total reverse. Mm. Mm. Yes, it's actually encouraging the guests in a very, very nice way too, that the guests, guests are involved as well as the staff. That's lovely, yeah. And, and yeah. are you yeah. saying that the as a property manager, what I then give my guests uh, access to that app before they arrive so they know about yes. the weather and things like that before they even arrive exactly yeah. exactly that I, I, I totally totally that so so look, just like a butler should contact you beforehand and you know and say you know deborah it's going to be lovely to welcome you to to the house um i just thought i'd let you know it's going to pour with rain over the weekend but don't be disappointed we've got umbrellas but if you've got your own favorite macintosh bring that but we've got some fantastic games to play etc 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 so we turn negatives into positives all the time mm -hmm. but you might be going oh it's going to be rain but butler was seemed all right and seemed on top of it you know when i arrived there i see a beautiful display of x and y yeah. and actually we didn't want to go outside we did this. So it's yeah. it's always about managing expectations and we we just need to um, be better at doing that. Yeah. Now, it sounds like, though, that the Green Butler isn't only about checking the uh, electricity usage and the hot water usage and things like that. It sounds like it's also guest experience. So if, they, if, you, it, if, they, if the butler is telling them about the rain and but we're offering this, it's 
not just about the sustainability features, it's the butler experience. You've got it. Yes, absolutely. So, so see, sustainability is a, is a very complicated concept. It's, it's one reasonably long word that covers huge amount. And uh, it's at all touch points, it's a touch points at life. Um, so we deal with uh, environmental sustainability from the point of view of carbon emissions, but we also deal with the economic sustainability. So with using My Green Butler, we can charge the guests the resources that they're using so that they can see not only how much they're using, but the cost. And they can be charged that cost, just as you charge out your linen and cleaning. Mm -hmm. um, or you can choose not to do that. So that's up to you as a host. And then there's the social sustainability functions because we also involve the staff. We motivate the staff as well because they see a bigger picture for what you're doing as a business. And who doesn't want to keep good staff, right? That's a very important thing. And having a good purpose behind your business that makes the staff feel there's something going well there is important. It's also important as a business person to, to have a license to operate for um, the community to be supportive of your business. And so we put into all those attractions and activities that we recommend people to take to support local community endeavors and to demarket, so to not talk about sites that are over tourist sites, mm. overpopulated, right? So we're getting people to enjoy good local experiences, but we don't promote, for example, here in Australia, when I was running my business, we did not promote anything online about where to go and see the platypus because then everybody would have turned up and frightened the platypus away. So that's where you might want to say that to one or two individuals that you saw that would be respectful, but yeah. you don't broadcast it and you tell those individuals not to broadcast the location. Mm -hmm. So you can adjust it that way as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the thing about you know uh, local attractions and things like that, is it up to the property manager to to uh, fill that that to put that data input the data into the Green Butler, or are you using like you know Google local attractions from Google and scraping that that info, or am I using uh, uh, my Butler for my guests? You're curating. Yeah, no great. offense to Google, they're brilliant. I know they do. I, I know they they seem to be quite a large company, but the <laughs> trouble is, it's a very standardized process. Yeah. And that everyone looks, they go, oh, right, go and see the Taj Mahal, go and see that. It's all these sorts of things. But actually, you know, people people are looking for authentic stays. They already know that they need to go and see the Uffizi Gallery, etc. We don't need to write down see your Uffizi Gallery. What you could say, because they're obviously going to do it, is the best restaurant just around the corner from the Uffizi Gallery is Alberta's. And, you know, that's and it's also got gluten-free pasta, for example. Mm -hmm. And why is that important? Because obviously we can tell our guests that it's gluten-free because we already know that they want gluten-free diet options. So that's because we ask them. Mm -hmm. So therefore, as any butler, we're courteous. It's all about hospitality. It's all about, you know, what the the the, the core of hospitality, which is always to be warm and welcoming, mm -hmm. not to uh, assess your your guests, uh, to be generous but look after their safety, give them very good advice. Now that is so much missing from technology because it's scraped and standardized. It's our job to embrace technology, to use it to actually enhance our businesses and make them sing. 
as opposed to say, well, job done, it'll do it for me. Mm. That's 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 uh, laziness. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is great, really, really great. But we do have to start wrapping up. One of the things that I'd like to touch on is with your experience with the Green Butler and the sustainability aspects, the electricity, water, gas, et cetera, what's some of the figures that you've seen? What sort of savings can property managers make by using the My Green Butler? Well, we've saved. So the, everything I'm telling you now has been scientifically checked. So it's been independently verified and blind peer assessed. So we've saved up to 38% in bioenergy, 33% in electricity, 21% in water, and 20% in gas. It varies by gas, by season, by type of accommodation, but those are independently verified figures, mm-hmm. all from people choosing to consume less without any cost to you as the user. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to buy any more equipment other than the meters described, which are common or garden meters. Uh, it's just straightforward. Oh, sorry, we had a bit of a technical issue just there. You froze. Sorry, I think we, we lost contact there. Yeah, but you're back. So it's just using those meters that you mentioned. That's technology for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I, think, I think this is really great. I'm going to put a, um, a link to my green butler in the description below. I think uh, everyone needs to have a look at my green butler and uh, and follow it up with a demo. And let's see how the butlers work and what they're up to. I think it's lovely. Absolutely, I'm happy to have a, happy to offer demos. Just to also say, yeah. if you want to understand more about how to save, how to build hospitality, then. I'm publishing a book in through Goodfellow Publishing in February mm-hmm. called How to Create Sustainable. It's easy to read and it will help everybody take the next step forward. Great. Well, I'll put that information in the description below as well. Absolutely. Christopher, Thank you. it's been Thank a you. pleasure learning about your butlers. I'm very curious to <laughs> see you. them in action. <laughs> no, really. It can really. be arranged. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.